And today's also uh, Coral Reef Week, and we have a coral reef expert, or I should say microbiology expert for coral reef organisms, uh, Lisa. And so I want to give a special shout out to you, uh, Lisa. This is your this is your big week for uh, yeah. for all, all things coral reef. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I'll turn it over, Lisa. Maybe we can start with you to find out. I know you've had a lot of things going on. Uh, if you want to share with us anything you've been working on, and that uh, that that could be interesting for us. Also, some also maybe some parting thoughts on Coral Reef Week, right? If there are anything mm -hmm. any takeaways that you suggest that you know the team should know about your work in general and research, and uh, and about sort of your the overall mission and and what you know what a couple of yeah, just words of wisdom in general in regards to Coral Reef Week uh, that you can share with your with your expertise. And then any other sort of projects or follow-up or things that, that you think we can be supportive with or just to know what you're working on. In terms of like coral reefs, so yeah, what why I'm like working on the energy sector is because I think that like shifting towards like 100% green energy supports like um eventually like conserve coral reefs and then also beautiful um natural resources. So that's why I really postulate like um, in the clean energy, clean technology sector, because currently like coral reefs is decreasing due to climate change and also increasing water temperature. So if we can like work towards like limit to the two degrees increase, we can eventually also conserve the coral reefs. So that's the thing that my vision and passion is about. So hopefully we can also work to ask that on the social impact side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's about from me. Yeah. Interesting. And and Lisa, could you know um what do you think are the main issues that 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 most people don't are not so aware about that you think are really important to understanding what's happening with the coral reefs? I know that you've done a lot of research on coral reef bleaching. And on different mm -hmm. coral reef species that are resistant. Uh, in, mm -hmm. in in South Florida right now, we're working on a project, for example, with a few um, uh, lawyers and, and 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 activists in that care about coral reefs. And what they're doing is they're using specific species of coral reefs uh, that exist in Puerto Rico, for example, because right, those, right, right. they're 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 more they're more um, uh, they're more ready for, for higher yeah. temperature. Uh, yeah, corals, yeah. and then we're looking at different ways of replicating that coral here and maybe trying mm -hmm. to extend the natural coral reef barrier that we used to have and and we want to use the blue bonds to do some of that uh in the u.s but but maybe mm -hmm. you know this is this is this is coming from a layman point of view here um how would you explain the phenomena of coral reef bleach, bleaching coral reef species and and how organizations like or how uh geographies like us in, in south florida for example very similar to maybe what you're doing in, in Australia and how mm -hmm. we can how we can all play a part, play a role, what we should keep in mind and 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 what is the solution uh eventually to uh to core reef restoration from your perspective. Yeah, so the um first of all, like uh, the main factor for the coral breaching is of course the um increasing water temperature so um corals can only live towards really uh a tight um temperature ranges so even the one degree or two degrees um 
increase of the water temperature that is a huge damage for coral reefs because as you know that they cannot like move and then they need to adjust for that um environment but they cannot like um acclimate in that fast way but the thing that also Sarah mentioned is that and the different species have a different resilience for the high water temperature so the one thing that we can do is like um we can find we call it it's a super coral so we can find the super corals what the treat um the treat they have and then coral um have a symbiosis is with um symbiotic microbe and that is a key for the resilience of corals so we can also like um explore the relationship between the coral host and then the symbiotic microalgae and then if we can find that which microalgae is affecting and then also helping corals to um, resi be resilient in that high water temperature we can also for example introduce that specific type of um, microalgae into the corals so that's also a one solution that we can also ex explore so yeah, I think we still don't like fully understand that what is the mechanism for coral bleaching and what is the fact that which is affecting because of like a, that kind of holobiont um, relationship in the coral itself. So first of all, it's like, of course, it's fundamental research is pretty important. And then we need to bring it up to the level that we can solve and then conserve the coral reef. So I think that's a great work for what um, the research team in Florida is doing. So we can find out which is the specific coral can um, be more resilient in that area and then we can like replant that in a specific area. And then also the relationship with symbiotic is important. So we need to also introduce that into that area as well. So So we basically want to find super corals and yeah, find out they have a couple how of research to about that, yeah. Which which university? Oh, that's the one that which I graduated from, University of Technology Sydney. My supervisor is currently working on that. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um interesting. Okay. And do you do you uh, with with those? Um, I don't know if you know that we've been having a lot of conversations with the University of Miami, potentially joining the board of advisors at the University of Miami for um, for the the um, sustainable business program, mm -hmm. and the sustainable business professor uh, uh, lead for that is suggesting that we talk to different student clubs, different student organizations about some of these issues um, that are happening. What 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 are how do research universities work together to solve this issue and and how and how important is the role of local government in order to uh, to implement uh, some of the work or or the private sector from your perspective for uh, for the successful implementation of solutions? Yeah, so one um, example like which we work together with the government and also the private sector is like. Of course, uh, um, the tourism is one is one of the big industry that which um, have a close relationship with coral reefs. So, um, for example, we work with the um, cruise company, so they can like um, monitor corals, for example, every day. So we can get the um, 
data from them and then the research can work in that data and understand the current situation and then if we find out like for example in this area this type of coral is more like resilient maybe we could focus on that for find out what is the key for the coral being resilient on that area and then we if we find out like this area is like lots of coral bleaching is occurring maybe we can find out the factor and also replant in that area so um working together closely with the industry which is like affected for like losing the coral reef it's one of the great part that to work with and of course worker development should support that for example giving the grant for that doing the research and also collaboration with the industry right mm -hmm. right mm. and and that you know we have a similar situation in mexico that that scarlet arana is you know one of our one of our other teammates yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically focus on on the blue economy initiatives we're working on together um, she's making, we have a call later today, actually, at three o'clock to talk with others that are, that have an opportunity in Mexico where the Mexico government is, is, uh, has created a special uh, tax for people that are going to go and visit, let's say Cozumel, I think it is. I might be mistaken on the location, but let's say Cozumel. Mm -hmm. um, and so this tax, is, this tourism tax is going to, is going to go towards uh, coral reef restoration projects and efforts. Yeah, are yeah, more yeah. Of a, of a, of a core research center for best practices around the world that other people can come and visit and, and see how that works, right? Um, mm -hmm. So they're, they're also suggesting that for a price that's less than a snorkeling tour, right? Which might, let's say a snorkeling tour is, I don't know, uh, you know, $50, for example, mm -hmm. they're gonna do snorkeling tours for half that price, say 25, but being able to, to go and do, and, and maybe replant a coral reef and uh, included right, in that right. price. Um, mm -hmm. And so these are interesting ways that I'm seeing public and private come together. I don't know if there are any other examples that you envision that that you can point to that are already been working together that are good that are a good approach, or that you would see in the future being an ideal synergy synergy for collaborating on 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 coral reef restoration. Yeah, um, that's also, I think, a great point that um, the Eco Tour is um, also one of the, how can I say, the good way to um, educate people and then bring the awareness of what's going on in the Coral Reef at the moment. And then if they can like contribute, like replanting that um, Coral Reef, they can realize that the importance of coral reefs. So I think the eco tour and then bringing the people um, on board on that process is um, pretty important and what we can do more with together with working together with the private sector and then the researchers. Wow. And and and, and Lisa, what um, do you think that that in the, the 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 you know can you talk a little bit about the sustainable development goals and and do you think that the sustainable de development goals or some of the initiatives are enough to save the coral reefs at the rate that we're going? What what happens if, what's a worst case scenario as you see it? And what's a best case scenario from here to 2030? Mm, that's a difficult question for me, but for example, which I currently working on like goal seven, which is like clean energy. 
so that's also the aim for example it's not only sdgs but also the uh one of the biggest like um goal that we need to like achieve is like um reducing the co2 emission so um carbon dioxide is also not only like um making the um global um warming but it also affected the ocean acidification which is which also leaves a coral breaching so how can i say of course um the much government and also like a corporates need to work together but i think individual need to understand that sustainable development goals and also what they can take actions for that so that's one of the things that i currently working is for example like we can't like um individual can't build a renewable energy like plant but we can contribute to offsetting the co2 for example like um buying the renewable energy certificate to offset the co2 so i think what we need to like do is like think about like how individual can contribute to that sdgs so we need to like have more options that people can take actions toward that are, are there is there any message that uh, you'd like to share with uh with, with the general audience in, in japan and and the different ecosystem stakeholders that are involved how how did you start your plan to think about this and and what's the what's what what how do you, how do you see this how will you measure and know once you've been successful yeah so first of all we'd like to like start from the event but um what i'm thinking at the moment if we can like um partnership for example the city and then the local government and then they can also like for example offset the time for the people that are working in the how can i say in the local government that can like expand more because so what i'm saying of this is like a couple of the city is saying that we will be a um, hundred percent like um co2 free by like 2030 or something like that but they don't have like an actual plan to do that but we if we can like provide an option that they can be able to do that i think we can expand that to the different cities and also the different like um companies who is like stated as there's re100 company so yeah okay so mm -hmm. basically working with local government to help them understand <clears throat> that there's a problem and that they should solve it. And then mm -hmm. not just pointing out the problem, but also pointing out, and more importantly, bringing the solutions to the table that we, exactly. that we, that we think yeah. that local government can implement. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is there, is there any association or group um, that, that, that is global where you can trade best practices and notes with in regards to the work that you're doing for the green economy and the blue economy? And globally, um, no, I haven't looked at yet that what kind of like association or any group doing that, that in globally. So that's, I think the ne next step that we need to take. 
to explore about the opportunity in the global market and then who is actually doing that similar stuff. But at that time, I don't have any answer. Well, I think you'd be happy to know, Lisa, that mm -hmm. we launched the Green Bond Club um, yeah. uh, this week. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it's on LinkedIn. So if you go to Blue Bonds or Blue Economy, we've called it SDG 14 Club, uh, mm -hmm. you can join there. And, uh, and that should be the, how we're starting a global movement for everybody to trade notes on the blue economy and the green economy and how uh, people like you are making a difference every day in your local community, with the private sector, with the public sector, with the tech community, um, mm -hmm. you know, and with everyday people. And yeah. so I hope maybe you can share something with, with, uh, with our group. Yeah, great. Happy to do that. All right. Yeah. Um, any words, any words of wisdom that you would share, uh, Lisa, with maybe people that, that, uh, that have never really seen coral reefs or don't understand why, what's the big deal, right? What's, why, 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 does, why is, why does Dr. Fuji say care about coral reefs? So <laughs> yeah, because the coral reef is like, um, it is called like the rainforest of the ocean, which is, which means like, um, they like consume a lot of like carbon dioxide as well and then produce a CO2 and also the lots of, how can I say? Um, I forgot the word. Photosynthetic, yeah. Um, product. So, which means that they are the backbone of the food chain. So if we lose a coral reef, which means that we use all the diversity on top of that coral reef ecosystem. So, which means we lose like a hundred or thousand of species of organisms if we lose coral reef. So that's why um, I believe that coral reef is pretty important for the ecosystem. And also the people living in the coastal area relies on that coral reef to, um, get the food from the fishes in that area so which also like affect to the life of the people so that's why a coral reef is pretty important not only for human but also for the diversity of the species wow yeah. fascinating uh, thank you for thank you for sharing uh with us today lisa and and oh, thank uh, you very much we, we really appreciate all your work thank you all right. Um, so uh, super cool work, and I hope that, that that's really helpful for you guys to understand uh, why this is such a big deal and, and how this all comes together. Um, 